and welcome to episode three of World One Stage One, a retro video game podcast. My name is Axe, and I'm the mightiest warrior in all of Juria. And with me as ever is a short, belligerent dwarf who likes to headbutt the bad guys in the crotch. Flying dwarf bats! Yeah, we're talking about gold next. This oh, week. yay. But first, of course, we have to talk about the crap. Crap, yes. Sadly, there's no mail this week. No one wrote to us at all. Not, not even Phil. Not even Phil. Not even Josh. Not even Josh. Despite the fact that our audience is growing, actually. People are still listening to our episode zero. So audience is growing and... Feedback is dropping Feedback off. is dropping. Yeah. People just aren't talking to us, but that's fine. We'll just have to give them a reason to talk to us. Yeah. So do you have any crap to share with us this week? Crap for this week. Rowan is going away for the week tomorrow, so anyone who wants to come around and have a party, woo! I'm joking, you, of course. You ought to be joking, because yeah. remember what happened when there was a random invitation to a party on the internet on MySpace, and <laughs> the house got trashed? Luckily, and... no one knows where I where we are right now. So. Well, some of our listeners do. Yeah, well, I'll turn them away. <laughs> I suppose that's I am fair. only joking. Uh, I've got lots to talk about. Oh, okay. I, I have been incredibly busy. I've been ill. My back has been killing me, but I have slaved and I have laboured to give our audience something. Yes, so you should be damn well happy and stuff. Absolutely. And a lot of it is modern gaming news. Okay. Uh, for example, I want to talk about Shadowrun, which is about to come out. Oh, dear. On the Xbox 360. Oh, dear. It's not massively bad. It's not awful. Okay. But there is a fundamental flaw in someone's thinking. The tactical shooter ele- element. Well, yeah, that is the whole thing. Yeah. That that element, as you've described it, is the game. That's what I meant. Because, of course, they bought the license to Shadowrun, one of the greatest, most in-depth, most backstoried pen-and-paper RPGs, one of the most diverse worlds ever created for role-playing, mm-hmm. and decided to make a shooter out of it, a basic team-based multiplayer shooter. Now, if that wasn't just an atrocious use of the license to begin with, it's coming out now. Do you remember what I was talking about last week, about how no fucker could get on Xbox Live? Yeah. Because of the Halo 3 beta. Mm-hmm. So right now they're trying to sell another shooter on the Xbox 360 when Gears of War is already out there and amazing. Mm -hmm. Perfect Dark Zero was a launch title and they're beta testing Halo 3. So obviously it's a genre that needs filling out. Of course, I mean, they're just starving for shooters. So not only are they releasing another shooter, they are releasing a multiplayer-only shooter at the time when the Halo 3 beta is out, which is multiplayer-only, and no fucker can get on live because of it. Hmm. That seems just the most idiotic marketing ever. If you're hearing this, the people that, that made the, the uh, Xbox 360, is it the 360 version? Or is yeah, it just it's the 360 version. The Xbox 360 Shadowrun, uh, you messed up big time. Yeah, I don't know if it's their choice to release now. Often release dates aren't I, set I mean, by the developers. I mean, that's a thing. But, yeah, well, that That is... made no sense. No. So, basically, Shadowrun's a, a, an appalling, appalling tragedy on all fronts. So, you said it wasn't awful... Well, okay. It is awful. <laughs> the game itself isn't bad, but the fact is it's been done better on the 360 already. Mm. And they could have done it with something other than Shadowrun and left Shadowrun to be an RPG. Exactly. Exactly. What well, They've made a reasonable shooter, but they've released it at a time when Halo 3 beta's coming out and it's a stupid use of the license. Yeah. So, big mistake. Speaking of Halo 3... The NDA is now listed, uh, lifted. I can talk about it. Ah. I can. I can talk about it fully now. Excellent. First thing that's worth saying about it is I am shit. <laughs> I can't play that game. Really? Is that yeah. hard? Or? I'm, I'm a mouse and keyboard guy. Uh, I've never massively got on with controllers for shooters. Fair enough. And this is more of the same, but the controls feel even more 
finickety than Halo 2 did. You need to be even more precise. Uh-huh. Precision is a good thing, especially for the whole generation that's grown up with Halo, well, starting with Goldeneye, mm. as shooters on controllers as their primary game of choice. But for us mouse and keyboard style warts, it's fucking impossible. Mm. But it is an amazing game, and when the PC version comes out, I will lap it up. It'll be gone as soon as you, yeah. Yeah, because there are enormous levels here. You, you're very easily shot by someone you can't see. Bloody hell. I, Valhalla is this huge open canyon-type level, and I jumped in, is it the Ghost or the Banshee? Little sort of one-man covenant fighter. The plane or the bike? The plane. The plane is the Banshee. Yes, the Banshee. I jumped in a Banshee, took off over this huge open expanse of water, and then there's these red lines, and boom, I'm gone. Spartan lasered from clear across the map. <laughs> The laser is astounding, and really? really the only time you know your opponent's using the Spartan laser is when you die, and you see these red lines traced back to where the guy was shooting from. Nice. It's absolutely outstanding, and they followed a lot of the sort of uh, battlefield concept that's going around now, the sort of giving you a rank, ah, okay. depending on how good you are. You start off as a recruit, and you earn medals and promotions, depending on how well you perform. Obviously, I'm not that well promoted. No? No. I, I suck. I really do. I've yet to play a game where I wasn't the worst person on my team. Well, in team play, obvious. Okay. But yeah, the mongoose, awesome. As did you. Awesome. I've hinted at this before. But I yeah. love the mongoose. It is literally the controls of the warthog, but on a smaller, more nimble vehicle. Mm. There's no real gunnery on the mongoose. It is just to get you somewhere quicker or to run someone down. <laughs> Which, of course, that's how I played Halo in the first place, was mm. I ran people down with the Warthog, so this is even better. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can get through all the really tight gaps. And, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Graphically, I've said it's amazing, mm-hmm. but a lot of people are criticising it. Really? Saying, oh, it, it's not that much better than Halo 2. Well, what these people are failing to understand, in my mind, is that this is the multiplayer. Okay. And in multiplayer, you've got to push a lot of data around to a lot of clients. You know, you've got a dozen people playing at once. They all have to see the same thing. Lag is unacceptable. Right. So what you have to do to predict how a single-player game is going to look is multiply the multiplayer graphics by a factor. Hmm. And if you multiply the Halo 2 multiplayer graphics by the factor that gives you the single-player graphics there, apply the same formula to the Halo 3 multiplayer graphics, and you've got something truly beautiful. That should be fantastic, then. Yeah. So that's Halo 3, which is filling up live still, but not completely. No? They've, no. they've, they've let down? Uh, some people, either people who don't like multiplayer shooters or people who've had their fill, ah. are starting to play other games again. I was online playing Dead or Alive last night. Ah, okay. Which is another little rant. Rant? Dead or Alive etiquette. Or, well, beat up etiquette in okay. general. You see, I've recently reset my statistics. Because mm-hmm. this... When they updated the game, they put out a little message saying, you know, the game's been updated, you can now reset your statistics if you want to. And this pops up every bloody time. Ah. So I decided, what the hell, I'll finally reset it. So I'm now grade C, dead in the centre, no handicap either way. Right. Obviously, you know, and a lot of the people listening who know us will know, I'm not a grade C, C. middle of the line, dead or alive player. Not even close. So I'm going around looking for rooms with A-grade players in, because mm. that's more my level. Yeah. And I find a room full of B-pluses and A-minuses, and that's that's good enough. And they see this C-grade coming in, with no handicap either way, and they think, oh, this should be good for a laugh, mm-hmm. basically. And I start getting wins. And I'm noticing that every time I beat one of these guys, 
they're quitting the session. <laughs> and this is the etiquette problem I'm talking about. Right. Because I've always thought if you meet someone in a beat-em-up who's trouncing you and you're looking at their skill level as it's recorded and you think they shouldn't be, fight them again. Find out why. Right. What are they doing that's beating you? In this case, obviously, it's fighting the same way they do, but I don't have the grade to show it. Mm -hmm. But it could be that they've got a technique that you don't understand. Haven't you've seen, not seen before. before. Yeah. And to get to be a better player... You've got to learn from other people. Exactly. Learn from your own mistakes. But so many people on Xbox Live, especially with Dead or Alive, just leave as soon as they get beat, especially if it's by someone with a lower grade. Mm. It's that toys out of the pram, going home. You know, I, I lost to a C grade, fuck, I'm going. Banished forever. Yeah, and the room emptied. There was six people in there when I came in, and after four fights, I was the only one left in the room. Some people were quitting just watching this. <laughs> and then I'm booted back out to the lobby because there's no one in the game session for me to fight. So people, please, for fuck's sake, stay in the game. That's okay. what it's there for. A guy beat you, but this is a beat em up. <laughs> Someone's going to lose each fight. Someone is going to end up on the floor. Maybe even two people. Yeah. And it's either going to be you or it's going to be them. Or neither if it times out. Or neither if it times out, but or this was an infinite time. Each other out. Ah, okay. <laughs> and that's how the game goes. That's the point of it. I, I can understand. I've had it myself where someone comes in with a really low rank and you think, ah, oh, this will be easy. And then you get humiliated mm. and you really want to run and hide your face and go, oh. But if you're... Uh, I don't know how uh, Dead or Alive works with the online thing. If you're beaten by someone of a lower rank than you, you lose extra... You do. Like, there is the handicap system. Ah. And you can lose a lot of points losing to someone who's of a lower grade. Than that you. might be it, then. That's certainly a reason. Certainly a reason why I thought, ooh, better run. Yeah. Because I once encountered a guy I know, who's a very good player, mm. using his brother's account, <laughs> which was like a D-, and this was when I was fighting, trying to get my A+. Mm. And, of course, we were quite evenly matched on skill. So every time he took a win, he gained massive points for his brother's profile, and I lost hugely, mm. despite knowing we're pretty evenly matched. Yeah. And there is that element, but if you're going to lose to this guy, who's a D or a C, what's to say there's not another guy out there fighting in the same style? Got to learn to counter it. Yeah. You've got to be an all-round player. It's not a game for button bashers, mm. which is what I like about it. <laughs> anyway, moving on from modern gaming news, just something completely random I wanted to mention, because I think it's awesome. Go on ahead. This is just weird. Ages ago, the American government enlisted the help of a group of science fiction writers to visualise post-nuclear survival strategies. Okay. And the height of the missile crisis and all of this stuff. And the group was called Sigma. It's a group of five writers. I mean, the only names that come to mind are Greg Bear and Larry Niven. I mean big league, mm. hard sci-fi writers. To qualify, you've got to have a PhD in a technical science. So it's not just fantasists. Yeah. We're talking hard science fiction writers with a science background. Okay. But Sigma are at it again. They've been re-recruited. Huh. Homeland Security in the US have employed Sigma to visualise various potential terrorist strategies and, of course, the counter to them. Yeah. Because this is the kind of stuff they do in their writing. They come up with weird scenarios that could feasibly be possible, and then the hero saves the day. Mm. And the Homeland Security have finally accepted that they think like government people and their military advisors think like military people, but the terrorists are just guys looking to make a point. Yeah. So they've said they want someone with this imagination to come up with potential scenarios, possibilities, and think outside the box the way they can't. Yeah. I just think that's a really awesome idea. It's... it's, it's... 
some unnaturally good thinking for the American government. I know, it's it's scary, isn't it? It's kind of freeze the blood. Yeah, homeland security especially, that mm. they've had a good idea <laughs> is quite worrying. But I suppose Bush is on his way out, so yeah. it's about time they started waking up. Let's, let's hope the, the Star Wars program does not get started beforehand. Well, the Star Wars program is started, let's yeah. just hope it doesn't reach its completion. It's been started for decades. And no, I mean, funding and, and, and starting actually building and things. No. Because the paperwork's all there yeah. and everything, but... Which Star Wars are you talking about? Because, of course, Star Wars has had multiple versions throughout the time. Has it? Yeah, are the you... original concept was the satellites. Ah, it, it's not just satellites anymore. Well, it's not satellites at all. They finally realised that's completely unfeasible. Okay. No, they, they've toned Star Wars down a little bit now. Ah. It's more sort of laser pointers on Boeings. Right. Yeah, it's not as impressive as having a satellite defence cluster. Uh, Star Wars, the last documents I saw, mm. were putting lasers on specially kitted out Boeing planes, or Airbus planes, big planes, basically, yeah. and then they could launch and intercept the missiles, with not a lot of thought given to turbulence, vibration, and the problem of aiming a single-point laser over miles around a curved Earth. Yeah, that's... So uh... It's pretty stupid. Yeah, just just a tad. Yeah, although um, I think independently Bush's regime was still considering a satellite missile defence cluster, but I don't think that was Star Wars anymore. Ah, uh, it's just the big it's defense the same satellite. idea, just still just as stupid. Hmm. Hey, as long as they get to call it an ion cannon, I don't really care, because that just sounds Well, they cool. won't, because uh, it's not an ion cannon. No, but it, it just sounds cool. It does, and we've all seen it. The Star Wars project had nothing to do with stars. Yeah, that's very it true. It was just in orbit. It was just cashing in on the name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yes, the US government cashing in on science fiction. Again, you see, it's relevant. <laughs> anyway, I think we've talked enough yep. <clears throat> about meaningless rubbish. Meaningless crap and bunk. And we should probably get to what this podcast is about. Retro games. Who knew? No, I certainly didn't. I doubt many of our listeners do, because they probably turn off before we get to this point each week. Yeah. In, in disgust. I do wonder about that, actually. Whether they listen for the crap, or whether they listen for the games, or whether they listen for both, or whether they listen for neither, and they're just masochists. It could be. But yes, Golden Axe is our subject mm-hmm. for this week. Yay, now this, this was, Yeah, your choice. And really... So blame me. Much more your specialty than it is mine. I've played Golden Axe, but it was never one of my big favourites. It's no. not something I've played a great deal of. Okay. So, I think it's really going to be more you than me talking about this one. Okay, well, I've not done my homework. <laughs> I have. So, okay. I've got the details, the technical details. You can just talk about playing the game. It's, oh, it's sweet and awesome. <laughs> Which is probably what I'll be repeating throughout. But, probably. Yeah. But, yeah, um, Golden Axe is a Sega game. This is one of those instances where I really don't have to say a developer who's also known for. Because we'd be here for a while. We would. Because Sega, if you don't know who Sega are, why the hell are you listening? Yeah. That's what it comes down to. It's a 1989 release. Again, it's older than I thought. Mm, we're sticking in the sort of late 80s period, early 90s. Mm. That seems to have been a quite a golden age. The golden age of Golden Axe. Yes. And, well, it has a pretty simple premise. Do you know, do you know the story of Golden Axe, or have you just played it? Um, 
I'm, I'm assuming the story changes because I've played the arcade version, and right at the end, you kill a guy made out of worms, and you rescue the king and queen. Yeah, but snakes, it, not worms. Is it snakes? His name is Death Adder. That so I'm guessing they're yeah. adders. Although in the Mega Drive version, which is the first one I played, um, you, there is not that, that level doesn't exist. There is just a bit where you go through a dungeon and you kill Death Adder, who does is not made out of snakes. He's just a big guy with an axe, and that's about it. And then it says, "Hooray, you won! You saved the kingdom." What? Well, allow me to explain what you've been playing okay. all this time. Okay. The land is Juria, a fairly standard fantasy realm, and it has been taken over by the evil Death Adder. With his with his awesome name. Yes. So well thought He out. has taken the king and his daughter hostage. Not the king and queen, it's the ah. king and the princess, you see. It's the beautiful daughter. Ah. And he has taken the legendary gold axe. And he is using the hostages and the axe to hold Juria under his will. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically make everyone slaves. Hooray. When along come the fighters. And that's Axe is the male fighter. It's Axe Battler or something, isn't it? I can't remember his surname. Yes, it was Axe Battler because there was, another, there was a spin-off game, uh, which I think was only released in the US, mm. which was actually called Axe Battler. Oh, right. And you only had the one character, and it was the barbarian guy, but wore lots of gold armour and stuff. Hmm. Okay, Axe Battler. Yeah. And he is the male warrior. He's the all-rounder. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's fairly okay with magic, but... Level 4 magic, where um, Tyrius has level 6 and Gilius has level 3. Mm-hmm. So, And his is earth magic. So course. lots of explosions and, and, for some reason, barrels. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's earth magic, apparently. Yeah. As I've mentioned, Tyrius is the is another Tyrius option. Tyrius Flare. Yep, the female. The warrior. Amazon. The Amazon. And she is the strongest magic user, without yes. a doubt. Level six. Summoning big dragons right towards the end of her, her sphere of, of experience with magic. That's the one that takes all six levels, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Hers is fire magic. Mm-hmm. And then we have Gilius. Gilius Thunderhead. Uh, Thunderhead was his axe. Really? Well. Um, oh, not it was both of them then, his last Yes. Year. Thunderhead was the name of his axe, interestingly, as well as his name. <laughs> and Gilius is the strongest fighter. Yes. He's got the weakest magic, although it's lightning magic and it is very cool. It does look very nice. But it is the weakest of all three. He is, however, I, I think the best character, simply for watching a dwarf go flying through the air, head first, straight into someone's kneecaps. He does do the best running attack, mm. uh, the dwarf butt, as we called it. Well, there's, there's three running attacks. Really. There's Gilius' um, running dwarf butt. Smashing his head into people's waists and knees. There's Tyrus's arse butt. No, no, she kicks. Oh, does she kick? She, she does a jumping kick. I thought she sort of um, hip checked them. No, no, it's a, it's a flight. It might have been a hip, um, might have been a sort of hip slam. I don't know what you call it in, in later games because I know she was in Golden Axe Two, possibly yeah. Three. But no, Golden Axe One, she does a flying kick. All right. And it's Axe Battle who does the shoulder barge. Yes. Yes. He does the spear. And ah, um, if only oh, they need to redo that game and, and <laughs> what not, I mean they've redone Altered Beast and Yes. Uh, have you seen the, the, the redone Altered Beast? I have. Ah, they need to do that with Golden Axe. Altered Beast, which is of course connected to Golden Axe. Sega developers? Um Well Sega obviously. Sega, obviously, <laughs> but uh, no, it's the little chicken leg mount. You know, the first one you see is actually one of the beasts from Altered Beast. You're shitting me. Yeah, it's one of the bad guys from Altered Beast. I did not know that. I've not come across that one. There you go, that's our first little bit of trivia for Golden Axe. Uh, it, it happens all over the time. And let's face it, but they both have sort of like the, the same fan base. Altered Beast with its man in, in tiny, tiny pants and gigantic muscles. But there's also cross-fan base here. Axe Tyrus and Gilius appear uh, as art in the backdrop of Alien Storm. Oh yes, which is kind of like 
the same game, but, but with aliens. Well, there were, there were three. Creatures. There were three of these sort of big side-scrolling games. Yeah. There's Golden Axe for your fantasy fans. Yeah. Alien Storm for your sci fans, and Bare Knuckle, or um, as we call it in, I don't know if it's every country, but this they call it Bare Knuckle. It might be. I know in the UK it's called Streets of Rage. Yeah. Which is how I know it, and it was very exactly the same um, game as Golden Axe, but. Well, all three of them were identical. It was just yeah. fantasy, contemporary, and alien setting. And instead of magic and streets of rage, you called on for support from the police. Yeah. And, and in Alien Storm, you had smart bomb type things. Uh, I haven't played Alien Storm in a very long time. No, nor have I. I'm actually guessing. Okay. But considering they were pretty much the same game, I'm guessing you had something. Yeah. There's also no. That's that's the side scrolling ones that I remember. And they all had different. Alien Storm didn't have sequels, did it? I don't think so. Yeah, I never saw them. But I know uh, Streets of Rage had a couple. Oh yeah. Because you played a sumo and you played a. Jean-Claude Van Damme look-alike. And now, we want to make it clear, we're not saying those are the only side-scrollers in history. No, no, no. These are just the, the, the big three that came out roughly at the same time. Yeah, because there were loads, of course, including the, the ever-favourite fam- uh, Bad Dudes. Bad Dudes versus... Dr- no, it's, no, it is, yeah, Bad Dudes versus Dragon Ninja. Yes. yes. Are you a bad enough dude to save the press? And the old Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. Yeah. And there's also the Double Dragons. Oh, how could I forget Double Dragon? But we're not talking about any no, of those. No, no. Just, those are just other social. If you if you go out and you find Golden Axe and you like it, look there's into these other ones. Plenty to play. Yeah, <laughs> side scrolling is is a popular genre. Well, it was not a so much genre. now. I mean, you can still Beautiful Joe, Alien oh, Hominid. Yes, not so much the same classic brawler, but still the side scrolling action. Yeah, it's it's not going strong, but there are great examples now as there ever was. Yeah. But, yeah, we've talked about the characters, and we've even mentioned the first of the mounts. The chicken... The, the chicken leg thing. Yeah. Chicken spiker or whatever it was. I, I, I call it the chicken leg, not because it has tiny little legs akin to those of a chicken. It does. But when it's lying down, it does actually look like a roast chicken leg. It really with does. With bones sticking out for its tail. But, yeah, these mounts were actually called the Bizarians. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that either until I looked it up. And there's, there's several of them. There's the little chicken leg, and his. they all add an attack. Yeah. They all give you a benefit. And the chicken leg, really, its only benefit is it can whip its tail around. Which, if I not to know, is, is actually not that bad. I was playing through the game, and I realised the chicken leg's swiping attack is actually a one-hit kill with most uh, enemy soldiers. It's pretty good, but you have to, you have have to get close. close. And by then they've probably ch- run at you and, and thrown you off your mount. Yeah. And there's a couple of dragons. Ah, uh, yeah. There's the one that sort of squirts its fire down at the ground, and one that squirts it straight across. Yeah. Make, one makes a fireball, one sort of coats the area in front of it in fire. Yeah. There's the flamethrower and the fireball. That's a pretty yeah. good way of summing them up. And they're, they're very cool. And they are ridden by the bad guys, and you knock the bad guy off and steal it, basically, yeah. is the mechanic there. And they can knock you off. And interestingly, this great little touch for the time, bad guys who knock you off the mount will steal the mount. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be the same one that you took uh, it off either. No, it's, it's well done in that sense. Mm. And versions. Here we go. Oh, boy. Golden Axe is available on everything. There, I've said it. Yeah. But to actually put together a list, this is this is only the versions I could find as well. Okay. There are pro- probably more. Okay. So don't get too angry if I haven't mentioned your favourite version, although I probably will mention your least favourite if you've played it. It was available, of course, as an arcade cabinet, most famously. Yep. And then we have the ZX Spectrum, classic old tape loader. Ah. We have the Commodore 64, another classic old tape loader. I think I might used to have owned one of them. Everyone did. Ah. Uh, It was available on the Amiga, available on the Atari ST. Definitely had one of those. Available on the Amstrad, available on the PC Engine CD, Japanese. Ah, right. Available on the Master System, the Mega Drive. I believe I had it on the Mega Drive, not the Master System. You probably, because if you had it on the Master System, you'd know about it. <laughs> uh, 
Mega CD, Genesis, Dreamcast. Really? Yeah. PC, Game Boy Advance, Nintendo 64, PlayStation 2, PlayStation Portable, most recently, of course, Wii Virtual Console, ah. and on anything that can emulate MAME. So Excellent. it's available on everything. This game has a huge following. Mm. It, it's fairly popular. I mean, it, it's not the best of its genre, but... No, but it is, to use the phrase, a classic of its genre. Yes. Well, and that's what we're here for, really. That is, is what we're about here classics. For. And, yeah, it's, it, different versions have different notes about them. The Mega Drive and the Genesis versions, mm -hmm. well, being as the Mega Drive and the Genesis are the same thing, really, aren't they? I, I don't know. Never played a Genesis. I, I think might, it's just what the Japanese called the Mega Drive. I'm, I believe a friend of mine or did. the Americans. I believe a friend of mine had one, and I played Mortal Kombat on it once. Mm. But that's about as far as... But anyway, that version had... Oh, no, that was the Sega Saturn. There Sorry. we go. <laughs> yes, the Genesis was the, the American Mega Drive, because that yes. was what Axe Battler was released on. Ah, of course. Yes. Now it all comes in. But anyway, Mega Drive Genesis version. Two extra levels. What you were saying earlier, the arcade version seemed to end a bit too soon for you. I was very confused whilst playing through the arcade version, because a lot of the levels I thought, well, this seems a bit short, and... Mm. I don't remember this happening. And then then we got to the end. Well, that can't be the end. I don't remember any of this happening. There was, there was more, and I don't remember the guy made out of snakes. And... The common element at the time was when a game came out on the arcade, it was quite brief. Yeah. Because you were putting money in. So you think about every time you press continue, you think about that being money out of your pocket. Yeah. So it doesn't need to be long in the arcade. Because mm -hmm. they're making their money, because it's, it's not an easy game to finish without continues. Not really, yeah. Whereas on the home console, obviously, you're not putting money in, so people aren't going to enjoy it if it's too brief. Yeah. So they tend to add extra stuff to the console versions, mm -hmm. which is why the Mega Drive version has the two extra levels. It also has two different modes. Oh, okay. There's the beginner mode, which is basically the same game, but easier and a little bit shorter. I think it was the original arcade levels. All oh, right. Uh, and a bit easier. And then Duel. Yes! Which now became I'm... huge with Golden Axe. It was on a lot of ports, the Duel mode, but this is where it started, on the Mega Drive. Mm. Now, in single-player, Duel mode... Well, did you ever play it? I think I might have on the Mega Drive. I remember there being two modes and me not being able to sell much difference, being a, a small, twee, idiot child. <laughs> well, the main difference in the single-player mm -hmm. Duel mode is that you can't get health in any way. Right. Yeah, there are no thief stages where you can kick them, steal their items. Yeah. So there's no way to gain health, and it's just wave after wave of enemy. Right. It's a survival mode, basically. But where Duel came into its own was in two-player. Right. No bad guys, no items, nothing like that. Just you versus your mate, beat em up style, battle to the death. Excellent. So a bit like a uh, barbarian. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So that's where you get to see Axe versus Gilius. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Mega CD, pretty much the same game mm -hmm. as the Mega Drive version, except it had CD quality audio, uh -huh. and it had sound effects from the arcade game, the ones that freaked you out. The, the, that was the other bit that took me by surprise, because uh, as I remember from the old Mega Drive game, people didn't make sounds. When you hit them, they just went, <clears throat> that was about it, and then yeah. when, when they died, they went, they sort of made this strange digitised groan of, Argh! Yeah, a pretty standard sort of beat-em-up, yeah. as they die. But, However, yeah. upon playing the arcade version, I was a little taken aback by picking someone up, throwing him, and hearing the cry of, OH GOD! Yep, they do tend to scream, and those screams are actually taken from films. Really? First Blood and Conan. <laughs> Perfect! That's where they got those screens from. The screams, oh, even. That's brilliant. 
Yep. And the Mega CD had those intact. But what it didn't have, and this was weird, because mm-hmm. it, it was, the Mega CD was better than the Mega Drive, or it improved the Mega Drive. Yeah, well, it was meant to, yeah. It had no two-player mode. Huh. No co-op, no dual, no two-player of any sort. Very bizarre. Yeah, which was even stranger, considering I think it, it had another game with it. It was a sort of double pack, and it may even have been Streets of Rage. Yeah, I know it was another sense. side-scroller beta, and that was two-player, but That's... the Golden Axe version wasn't. Okay, a little bit weird, but... Yeah, very weird. a strange bug that, you know... Yep. Uh, the PC version, mm-hmm. this is where it gets a bit weird. Okay. Right, you're making a PC version of Golden Axe, the famous arcade game. Yeah. So obviously you get the Mega Drive version and convert that. Yes. That's what they did. Right. Uh, and <laughs> they just took the Mega Drive version and redid the graphics in 256 colour, and that was the PC version. Uh-huh. Which at least means you get the two extra levels. Yeah. Something. But it means you also get the bug where Gilius's axe is shown as silver, not gold, as it should have been. Mm-hmm. Because the Thunderhead was meant to be gold, the axe, not the dwarf. Yeah. Uh, and gold it was dwarf. in the arcade version, but it wasn't in the Mega Drive or the Mega CD, and it wasn't in the PC, because that was taken from the Mega Drive. Uh-huh. Whereas the Amiga and Atari versions were pretty much taken from the arcade. Ah, right. Although, interestingly, the Atari graphics aren't that great. No. Compared to the Amiga. Okay. Atari ST had slightly poorer graphics than the Amiga, and they didn't have the colour palette, so again, his axe was silver. Mm Mm-hmm. Whereas on the Amiga, it was gold, as it should have been. As it probably should have. Well, I don't know, if you look at it, there are probably more versions out there with where he has a silver axe. It's, yeah. it's gotten to a point where silver is probably the proper colour. Because there's that many versions. I mean, even the Mega Drive cover art had the silver axe. I think, it, yeah. No, it did. Yeah. I've, I've seen it recently. And then, of course, I won't talk about every version. Mm. I'm just talking about some notable highlights. Uh, and the last one I want to talk about is the PC Engine CD version. Ah, okay. If you've played this, you'll probably know it is the worst version of Golden Axe <laughs> that you can possibly have. Because PC Engine CD was a CD-driven console, so it, it should, should, should have had all the CD music from the Mega CD version, or all the sound, yeah, all the screams. It, it had the graphics capability for the good graphics. But no, it was actually less pretty to look at than the Master System version. No way. And had the basic sound of the original Mega Drive version oh my. on the CD PC Engine. Oh, God. Yeah. It's a shocking port. Uh, unsurprisingly, never made it out of Japan. Mm, I, I can see why, yeah. Didn't have huge sales in Japan either. Nah. So that's a version to be avoided at all costs. Other than that, I, I would really say you don't want to play the original arcade version. I'd say you want to look for something based off the Mega Drive port. Because it's a bit longer. Because it's, it's a, a little nice bit longer. Yeah. And the screams won't make you shit yourself in surprise. They will if you get the Mega CD version. Yeah, yeah. So, really, PC version, Amiga version, Mega Drive version, these look for the extra levels, because you're going to get more Golden Axe. Yeah. Which is a good thing. Anyway, uh, talking about playing Golden Axe. Yeah. How do you play Golden Axe, Jack? Well, it's very basic side-scrolling, as in, you go into an area, some enemies swarm in, and you have to kill them. There's nothing more to it. No objectives. It is literally just kill them all before they get to you, and, and... Kick you in the rear, as as most of them often do. And it is the old school. It's it's not a continuous movement side scroller. It's a move to stage, beat stage, yeah. move on, isn't it? Exactly. And uh, you'll know when you need to move because a little golden sword will appear. Not a golden axe, but a golden sword. I was really confused. In Golden Axe Two, there was a golden axe that appeared. Yeah. 
but in the first one, it's just a big gold sword that said, Go! You know, it, you felt a bit of an imperative when a big blade appeared above your head telling you to move. Yeah, the Golden Axe equivalent of the Hurry Up. Yeah. And uh, what was that from? Uh, hurry Up's from a lot of side-scrollers. Ah, uh, okay. And you just moved on to the next thing, and occasionally, there were, occasionally if you were lucky, there was something you could jump onto, an, a ledge or something like that. Um, For multi-tiered level fighting. It was mind-blowing as a child, I can tell you that now. You weren't safe up there, though. The bad guys could climb that just as easily as you. Some of them could. Yeah. Some of them couldn't. Um, skeletons could jump incredibly high, but those mounted on, say, chicken legs couldn't. Yeah, pits you could fall down, pits you could throw enemies off of, that was awesome. Um, and then occasionally you got the end-of-level boss, who invariably were just very, very, very big people. They are enormous. It never goes into... Uh, you've got the backstory now. I mean, does he have giants under his control, or...? Well, looking at it, yes. Yeah. Um, they, they it doesn't say so, but Very, yes. very large, bold Mongolian men with very long moustaches and hammers and, and giant, solid steel jock straps. So after they knock you to the floor, put their hands on their hips and laugh and in that manly... <laughs> they, they, they chuckle. Occasionally they will put their hands underneath you and flip you like a pancake, and they will chuckle heart, heartfully. Um, the other giant enemy is, of course, the guy clad head-to-toe in gigantic armour. How anyone could get through that by throwing their, gi- their, their thick dwarf skull at it is, is anyone's guess. Well, it's Gilly's skull. He's got an impressive skull. Yeah, but that's thick armour, and he's a big fellow with a very big sword and a big shield. And funny enough, Death Adder himself wears pants and a helmet. Yeah. That's arrogance. Arrogance of the evil overlord. It's well, always the same. Well, no, you'd think if he was incredibly arrogant, he wouldn't wear the helmet. No, that's just for looks. It's vanity. Obviously, he thinks the helmet looks better than his face. That's kind of anti-vanity, really, isn't it? That's, that's... Yeah. Well, it's vanity to want to put the best look you can over, I Yeah, I, I kind of see that, yeah. Yeah. It's not narcissism, it's vanity. Ah, oh, I see your point. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. It's just... So you've mentioned skeletons, you've mentioned the big Mongolians, you've mentioned the armour guys. There are also... Well, it's sort of your bog-standard evil marauders. Um, the occasional ones that are bold and have drooping moustaches, they're a bit like the, the big Mongolian giant twins, uh, but a bit smaller, and they carry bunches of grapes. Yeah. Which I'm assuming is meant to be some kind of flail or something. But it, Well, probably not a bunch of grapes. They are all just little lumps, little circles that he holds, and they're all the same colour, usually red or purple, uh, and he just clobbers you on the head with it. There are also guys with no eyes but big helmets, so I'm assuming they do have eyes, but they're shaded under or something like that. Yeah, you would have thought so. Who, who carry clubs with, with little nails attached to them. That's pretty much all the enemies, actually. I think that pretty much covers there's, it. There's Although grapes. you have forgotten... There are women. Oh, there's the women. Who that's... wear corsets, and that's about it. Yeah, it's fantasy. And often ride dragons. There's imps. There we go. The th- yeah. Also known as thieves. You see, you've forgotten a whole section of the game, the they're, stages. They're not really enemies, because... They can't hurt you. They can they can mentally destroy you. Um, because Tell us you, how. Well, the thing with an imp is, it, in-game, in, in the levels, when you're killing monsters, after you've killed a load of, uh, of evil marauders and dragons and giant Mongolian fat men, a thief, or as I call them, imps, because they're, they're, they're like two foot tall, wear blue pyjamas and a little nightcap, and carry a sack around with and them. And they giggle inanely, don't they? Even when you're kicking the shit out of them, they... Especially in my experience, which yeah, is odd. I was a little bit worried about that. But when you, when you hit them, they'll fall over and drop a magical potion, or if they're wearing green, they will drop roast beef. Yeah, bear with me there. Um, yeah, well, it's sort of the tradition of the game, isn't it? The food is the health. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and once, you, once you've beaten him to whatever amount of... They don't really have health, they just have... You kick them, they drop an item. You kick them, they drop an item. When they run out of items, when their sack has been spent and emptied, 
They will, had to go to yeah. emptying their sacks, didn't you? They, they will run off uh, at a very incredible speed. Though they can mentally destroy you if you start chasing them. I, I have tried desperately as it runs off towards where I'm meant to be going, chasing down an imp. It doesn't work. As soon as they're gone, they're gone. But it doesn't stop you charging through enemies and ignoring them just to kill the little imp. <laughs> and they can really irritate you. In between stages, your character goes to sleep, loses whatever mount they have because it fucks off when you, when you drop off to sleep. Um, and the imps appear and nick whatever remaining magic you have. So you've got to kick them, take your magic back, and any extra stuff you might have, like potions and food and things like that. Now, this was never clear to me. When they appear during the stage... Yeah. Because it's not only when you go to sleep, but they do pop up during the stage. They pop up all the time, yeah. If you've got a drop on the screen, a magical potion or a roast beef, yeah. do the thieves actually take it whilst you're playing through? It's never clear to me. I've, I've never played... It, uh, if there is an imp on the screen, I usually just beat the living daylights out of them. I haven't left them alive long enough to pick up an item that Probably I've not Probably a very up. good strategy. Um, I'll have to try that. I'll have to try restraining myself from, from destroying the imps. Because obviously they're referred to as thieves because they nick all your stuff when you're asleep. Yeah. But they're running around during the stages, and, well, then you're just dropping... They're dropping things when you hit them. Yeah. They, they don't seem to be doing any thievery. Well, the, the enemies steal uh, the dragons and the chicken legs when you yeah. fall off them, so assumedly... Well, that's you... more like reclaiming, because it was theirs to begin with. Not necessarily, because you can take it off... You can take the dragon off of Soldier A, yeah. get onto it, Soldier B will then knock you off and get the dragon. belongs to Darth Adder's forces, that mount. Darth Adder? <laughs> Darth Adder? Death Adder. Right, yeah. Sorry, this is not Star Wars, this is Golden Axe. True. Um, well... Again, if you if a thief came along in the middle of the stage, you kicked him and he dropped a magical potion. Yeah. Assumedly, another th if there was another thief there, he could pick up that potion. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. I've never left them alive long enough, but I will find out. Hmm. If it works in the same manner, then I don't see why not. Yeah, I would have thought so. But maybe they didn't put too much thought into the thieves, because people would mostly Well, they're an item source more than anything. Yeah. Because there's not a lot of other places to get pickups in this game. Is there any other way you no, can it is just No, it is just imps for the, the health yeah. and magic. They are, in other words, the whole item resource in the game. Yeah. That's the only reason. But you don't there. necessarily need to need them, really. No. If you're playing, if you're playing as Gillies, you don't need the magic imps, and you're probably killing everything anyway, mm. so you won't need the health. Yeah. Um, Tyrus needs the magic. Well, they do hurt you. Yeah, I mean, you do get hurt. You probably you do, do get, get the health. Uh, not as often as you think, because by the time the health imps roll around, you've probably got... No, it's true. Looking back on these games, you often don't need the health pickups as often as you think. Well, y you do, but y you... Play through the game, you die, and you, you come back to life with full health. Yeah. At which point you kill the boss. Yeah. And you go to the stage where you can get health. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because you've now got full health. Yeah. So that's true. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, health-wise, a lot of these games are actually more forgiving with health than we thought because not to give anything away, but I was playing a certain first-person shooter <laughs> last night. Yeah. Uh, and. I, I figured I'm just going to do a quick run-through to re-familiarise myself, so I, I thought I'll stick the cheats on. Yeah. And not to give anything away, I typed in IDKFA, and I ran through the game. And I finished seven levels, which is nearly the whole game, Okay. before I realised what I forgot to do was put in IDDQD. So I had the ammo and keys cheat, but I did not have the health cheat huh. on. So I'd been playing it as if I was in god mode. I didn't give a damn about the health pickups and just charging into bad guys. And I still made it almost all the way through the game. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked down and there's my um, little portrait at the bottom, Bleeding, covered in blood yeah. and grunting. And I'm like, I thought I had God mode on. Oh, shit, no. <laughs> Wrong cheat. So, you know. There's, there's a question I will ask you 
But I probably won't remember for next week. But once we finish recording this, I will ask well, you. Well, if you ask me the question now, then we can answer it next week. So people will have a tease that, yeah, we're doing Doom next week. Yes, if you okay. haven't worked, I, IDDQD should have given it away. Right. In Doom, as you mentioned, the character portrait deteriorates in, in attractiveness, really, yes. as you get more and more Gets hurt. busted up. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure if this was just my overactive imagination being a, a six-year-old playing a video game. And Doom can inspire overactive imagination. But at some point, I swear it, the portrait, when I reach zero health, you know, he dies. Yep. And I left it for a bit. And then his face exploded. <laughs> and just red and gore and everything, and then it just disappeared, and there was no face. I don't know if I imagined that, but I swear I... And you want me yeah. to uh, let you know next week yeah. when we're talking about doing whether you imagine that. Yes. I will let you know. Thank you very much. I will not answer it now. But, um, well, actually, we've moved on to talking about what we're doing next week. Are we done with God next, or is there more to uh, say? Well, we can talk about the sequels, I suppose. I mean... Yeah, let's give a quick mention, because uh, there are... A few. The, well, there's Golden Axe 2 is the one that I'm the most familiar with. Yeah. yeah. Um, which was, I believe, had the same characters yep. plus some kind of wizard. Yes. And Who an archer. Is, um, yeah. Or I could just be thinking of a completely different game. I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. I'm, I'm fairly sure the original three came back for it. And there was a lot of dungeon scrolling. Yeah. Um, it wasn't It wasn't outside. With Golden Axe, the, the thing was, it was all running around in, in the woods. And yeah, through, in the land through of Julia. Village, um, whereas Golden Axe 2, you were running through a lot of sort of hellish pits and yes. volcanoes and things. There were minotaurs with big maces and, and weird sort of magicians and things like that. Yeah. It was it was something of an MOTS sequel, more of the same. Yeah. But it it had mixed it up a little bit. The setting was different, the bad guys were I'll see if I can find a copy of it, because I, I remember it being marginally better than the original Golden Axe. I think it might well I have never, been. I only ever played it the once. Yeah. Uh, which is more than I ever played Axe Battle or Golden Axe 3. Yeah. There was Golden Axe 3, as we just mentioned. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't even remember what the setting was for that one. Probably Juria. Probably. Well, um, what I see them do is a game of Golden Axe set in the ending sequence to the arcade game of Golden Axe. <laughs> because when you complete Golden Axe, <laughs> oh, yes, we didn't there is a rather bizarre ending sequence whereby it cuts to a, a gaming arcade where some people are playing... Now, for those of you listening who were born post a certain date, a gaming arcade was a building full of arcade cabinets where people would go and play video games, and it was the only way to and play them. That's just... It's a beautiful image. It is wonderful. I miss those. I mean, flashing lights and twinkly sounds all over the place oh. and a load of guys playing video games. It was great. Uh, now... Home consoles killed that. Mm. But anyway, yes. But home consoles, they, they have their own charm as well. They all certainly, certainly they do. But is it, I can't remember the name of the game that the people were playing. It was either Great Axe or Battle Axe. It was some it was... sort of pun on Golden Axe. Um, it may, in fact, have been Golden Axe. It was, definitely wasn't Golden Axe. Was though. it not? No, I'll, I'll have a look, but it definitely was not Golden Axe. Um, and there's a family standing around this game as the two little kids play Golden Axe. And, and, and suddenly the console, or, sorry, the arcade machine. Yeah, the arcade cabinet. The arcade yeah. cabinet explodes. Well, there's a big light and smoke. It, it's still intact. It sort of cracks open the top yeah. and, and all of the enemies from Golden Axe jump out. In order of difficulty. Yeah. Grape Man, Cudgel Boy, Amazon Girl. Mongolian Giant. Mongolian... I, I don't remember the Mongolian Giant. There was a chicken oh, leg. There. I think you, you don't see him jump out of the arcade machine, but you see him walk yes, out of the arcade. Right. And they run off into the streets of Generic City 2. Yes. Um, to wreak havoc. And you see their silhouettes running through the, the, the city, sort of Benny Hill style. Being followed by Axterus and Gilius. Um, Gilius. As they run through the I want them to make a game of that. Golden Axe, but set in the modern day. Streets of Rage backdrops. But yeah. Golden Axe bad guy. Gilius running through the streets of New York. <laughs> or Generic City Number One. Generic City Number One. Yeah. Um, LLA is Generic City Number Two. It would be 
fairly awesome. <laughs> but I'm fairly sure that wasn't the setting. For there, there is a side-scrolling game maker. There is, actually. And you can probably download the sprite libraries from Golden Axe these days. Yeah. It's probably being... Uh, you know what we should do for a special for this when we get to our, like, something episode? Or review our own retro game. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on how fast I can make it, we can make it like our 25th episode. Well, the only problem with that would be licensed material. If we can find some um, copyright-free Creative Commons-type sprite library, yeah, we could put together our own retro game. That could be kind of fun, that's but a that's a long-term project. Me and you could make it. We'll make Rob play it, and you can <laughs> review it. That's uh, not a bad idea, actually, but... Yeah, it's a long-term plan. We're not going to yeah. promise anything. No, but it's just an idea. I'm, it's I'm, a, it's I'm definitely it an idea. Uh, another sequel well, it's, they... it's more an idea than it is, say, a catfish. Yeah. They released a sequel to Golden Axe called Golden Axe The Duel okay. in the arcade. Now, I don't know anything about this. However? However, the name implies that maybe after it got ported onto the consoles and they added the duel mode in, there may have been either just a version of Golden Axe with the duel mode in the arcades, or a game more heavily based on the duel mode and taken further. It might have worked a little bit like Rampage, mm. where instead of having the... Imagine, uh, I've never played this, never even heard of it, but mm. I'm, I'm imagining instead of having the thieves appear yeah. in the scenes where you fall asleep, your characters are asleep, wake up, and decide to give the other one a good going over. Beat the shit out of each other. Beat the crap out of each other. Yeah. <laughs> Could be. As, as sort of like a little in-between level bonus and the winner gets extra health and something. Yeah. Anyway, um, now I think we've covered Golden Axe, yeah. haven't we? Okay. We're well, going to go off and I'm going to try and find Golden Axe 2, I reckon. Yeah, I think so. I think I might as well. well I'm actually going to try and find Golden Axe 3, because try and remember what the yeah. setting was. And one of us will have to try and find Axe Battler. Yeah. But let's talk just a little bit. People already know we're doing Doom next week. Yep. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, of course, Doom is... It's not the grandfather, but it's the father of the modern shooter. Yes. The modern first-person well, shooter. the grandfather, then? Wolfenstein 3D. Oh, of course. Yes. Oh, how dare you? Hey, yeah, you're Philistine, and no, no, I, yeah, that's true. You, you I, are a young. I grew up. I grew up with Golden Axe, and then progressed on to Abe's Odyssey. Okay, so I'm not both know, good games. Yeah, but I see your point. Mm. But yeah, Doom is, in my opinion, the father of the modern shooter. Possibly my favourite game of all time. Not just because of what it is, but because of what it did. Because yeah. it kicked off several things. Started with Doom. Uh, really, the first-person shooter took off. It wasn't started, Doom. but it, it came into its own. Absolutely. Kind of like William Gibson's Neuromancer. Yeah, making not the first cyberpunk, cyberpunk yeah. but the seminal work nonetheless. And Doom is the seminal first-person shooter. It also started the idea of playing on a network. Mm-hmm. Not the internet at the time, but a network which led to the internet. So multiplayer, Yeah. in terms of home computing. Did you just say without Doom. Doom there would be no internet, essentially? No, I said <laughs> at the time... Um, the internet wasn't around, yeah. and Doom multiplayer was more people putting their computers in the same room. I believe you exactly words were, together. you could play Doom on a network which, which then led to the internet. Yeah, the networks led to, mm. well, network play, technology-wise, led to internet play. There we go. The internet developed separately, but the technology Playing on used... a network led to playing on the internet. There Correct. we go. I just want to call you on that. I, do, I, do, yeah. I don't want anyone believing out there that Doom invented the internet. Well... I, no, because the internet was around in a very primitive way, because that's another thing that Doom did, was it started the concept of the shareware slash demo. Yeah. Because I remember when Doom came out, and I remember camping on a file server uh, <laughs> with... Uh, and I remember someone from id, uh, may have been Hollandshed, logging onto a chat server where we were all discussing how excited we were and how we were all camping this file server and telling us to get the fuck off it because they couldn't get on to upload it, which was quite funny. 
so the internet did exist at the time, but it wasn't a big thing. It, it was just sort of cracking rocks over its own skull and trying to invent the wheel. It was, yeah. I mean, it, it hadn't quite mastered fire yet. Yeah. Uh, but, and yeah, then Firefox. It, and... Yes. Network play, it started. It also started the concept of modding. Ah, yes. Because it was very moddable by design. Mm. So, really, when you're looking at a game that was the the seminal work for first-person shooters, big shareware demos, community-type thing, and modding, you're talking about a very important game. So this is likely to be a big episode. I would not be surprised if we overrun. One of these notes that we go with for, for the modding thing, um, I will just... I'll make a notice about a mod that you have told me about for Doom. Which one? I've, t- I've told you about several. And we will, we will clarify this next week, or we'll forget, and you'll be forever confused. Yinton, 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 Yes, we will. It's yeah. gone in the water. It has. It's uh, we will mention that, definitely. Yeah. I will make a note to bring that up. But there were a lot of mods for Doom. Okay. I also started the term foxing for when the owner of an intellectual property shuts down a mod. Ah. And I will explain that, as well as where they got the name id, uh, yes. various things like that. Uh, bad Juju, we'll probably mention, which... Isn't, uh, he, the, isn't he that that evil guy from uh, Ghosts and Goblins? Uh, sort of. Right. But no, Bad Juju is a term that anyone who ever did a lot of mapping for Doom will recognise. Okay. And, yeah, it's going to be a huge episode. I mean, this is a game I can talk at length about. It'll be our fifth episode spectacular, but it'll only be episode four. Yes. So, you know what we mean. But we will likely overrun. Put some time in your diary. You're going to need more than an hour for next week. Excellent. Without a doubt, because I'm going to have, I'm going to struggle to cut this one down, I think, when we talk about Doom. Because it's going to be fun. It is possibly my favourite game of all time. <laughs> a big fucking gun. What more do you need? Th- that was awesome. The BFG was superior to the RPG. Yeah. Um,. They also kicked off a sort of a sense of fan service in computer games as well. They yeah. were very oriented towards their community. Mm. I mean, one little little hint of trivia we will save the rest for next week. Okay. But the kind of thing we're going to be talking about. Do you remember what the no-clipping cheat was in Doom? Not quite. I-D-S-P-I-S-P-O-P-D. Stands for Id Smashing Pumpkins into Small Pieces of Putrid Debris. <laughs> and this comes from a Usenet posting in which people were discussing what Doom would be. Yeah. And someone said, well, let's face it, the company could make a game where you smash pumpkins into small pieces of putrid debris and make a fortune at this point. And it thought, yeah, we could. Or we could just use that as an in-joke and put it in. So, Doom is coming. I'm a bit worried now. We've probably talked more about Doom than we have about Golden Axe. No, no, trust me, we haven't. Okay. Uh, We we did do a fair bit of Golden Axe talk this week, which is good. Because it was our Golden Axe episode. Hooray! I feel better. (laughs) Uh... Oh, and one last thing, actually. I really meant to bring this up during the crap, but I imagine it's probably only people who know us who are dedicated enough to make it to this point in the podcast. We love you. We do. And it's really only the people who are dedicated enough to listen to this point and know us that I want to talk to on this one. And that is that a lot of my listeners and Jack's listeners right now are friends of ours who are involved in our roleplay group. Yes. Yes. Now... I've heard about a very silly role-play game, and it's been discussed. Tell me you didn't hear about this from CJ. No, 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 CJ did not tell me about this. Okay. (laughs) Do not worry, it's worse, the internet's told me. It can't be worse than the RPG that CJ told me about where you play gay aliens that secrete acid from their penises. I don't know, actually. It's, um, it might be on a par in some people's eyes. Okay. Furry Pirates. No, it's not Furry Pirates, because you already know about that one. Yeah. You don't know about this one. Yeah, I don't have a copy of Furry Pirates. We've constantly talked about whether this 
could be done as an RPG, or at least a select subgroup of our roleplay group has talked about whether this could be done as an RPG. Okay. And it is entitled Know Your Role, the role-playing game. It is the WWE Wrestling RPG. The official product. (laughs) Oh, that's going to be so awful. It's, yeah, I think even the people in our group who don't like wrestling will play this because it's going to be that bad. It's uh-huh. like watching Brain Dead. Oh, that's <laughs> fantastic. And apparently this, honest to God, it's a role-playing source book with Know Your Role up at the top and Kurt Angle putting the ankle lock on some poor smuck as the cover. I, we've got to play it. Which is odd because I thought Know Your Role was the Rock's catchphrase. Um, one of his many, 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 sure many catchphrases. But I think they're just using it for the pun of know your role, the role-playing oh. game. <laughs> oh, Vinny, Vinny, baby, no. So apparently wrestling can be done as an RPG. No, it can't. And it can be tried to be done as an RPG. <laughs> there is an official product out there. Oh. So we, we will hunt this down. I will try and see if I can locate a copy tonight. And this is just a fair warning to everyone listening that one day you won't be expecting it but it'll be sprung on you in the crap at the beginning of an episode. We will suddenly talk about our play, se- play session of the WWE roleplay game. There will, there will be steel chairs and buggery, I can guarantee. If Katie's playing, there will be buggery. <laughs> um, Let's face it, wrestling is known for its homosexual connotations yeah. anyway, so it wouldn't be difficult to uh, for KJ to corrupt it in that sense. Yeah. And it's already been done, frankly, not by KJ, but I've seen wrestling and buggery combined. We'll be talking about the WEW here. No, no, I am talking about just a random thing someone sent me, a photograph captioned, this is quite disturbing, the anal full Nelson. Did you know the full Nelson? Stop! Yeah. Right there. (laughs) I'll explain it to you off the air. No, you don't have to do that. Oh, I will, though. Okay. Okay. So until next week... Okay. Well, we may or may not be talking about Know Your Role, the role-playing game, (laughs) but we'll definitely be talking about Doom. (laughs) Hopefully. Uh, we will leave you with this message. Email us. Yeah! Christ! Uh, talk about sending your favourite things about Doom. It will be a special Doom episode. Yeah, this is Doom. Come on, I know there are people listening who there, love there, Doom. There may not be that much crap next time. It will be a special bumper edition Doobisode. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. On that note, can I make a, a small uh, request? Absolutely. For our tenth episode, Okay. how about we do Elite? Ooh. You see, I was going to save that for a larger milestone. But other than 10th, okay. Because uh, in case you're not aware of this listening, Elite is, in my opinion, and the opinion of various developers and commentators, the greatest video game ever made. Yes. Note, he did say that Doom was his favourite, yes. however Elite is the best. I consider Elite to be the best and Doom my favourite. I that, enjoy both thoroughly. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. But we could get it out of the way early. We could do it for episode 10. No, I think we should, we should save it up. But maybe episode 25 or 50 if we get that far. Yeah, yeah, if we get that far. I was thinking an episode 50, episode 100 if we get that far. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully we will. Um, but then again, you look at it and you think, episode 100, it sounds nice because it's a big milestone number. Mm. But because this is a weekly podcast, that's like two years away. Yeah. So it's a long time to make people wait for Elite. Don't worry. We will do Elite. Yeah. If we don't do it for our 100th, we could do it for our, like, last one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, 26 sounds like an odd number, but, but it's, it's six actually... months. Ah. Yeah, because 52 weeks of the and year. And episode 26 will technically be our 20... No, no, it will be... Episode 26 will technically be our 25th episode yes. and our 26th simultaneously, so it can be 
either celebrating 25 episodes or six months, your call. Excellent. And I See, think this that is, would this be a This is the point. problem with making an episode zero. <laughs> You've confused the shit out of me now, okay? Yeah, I know. It's great. That was kind of my thinking at the yeah. time. But yeah, I think that's a good time to do a lease. Excellent. Oh, no. What? Wait, Wait. It'll be our fifth episode next time, won't it? Yeah. I'm going to make so many mistakes. <laughs> well, if you like, just remember, we did episode zero, so technically it's our fourth. Okay. There you go. And when we do our fifth, technically it's our sixth. Ah, so you don't have I, to I do an episode it. five. Oh, I can <laughs> avoid it and don't have to do an episode five. I'm yep. so happy. So email okay. us. Please. Uh, t- tell us if you've ever bits about Doom, um, any bugs you've found, any, the, the funniest things you've because everyone's got a little Yeah, your memories of Doom. I mean, there's one for every game. Absolutely. Ramping a warthog up a building in Halo. Yeah, that, that kind of thing. quite famous. <laughs> you can't talk to us on our forum just yet, because it doesn't exist yet. Not yet. But the design is coming along quite nicely, and I know I sort of go on about it every week, but it is coming. <laughs> it is coming. It will be there. Uh, you can still, of course, write a review for us on iTunes. Please do. Has, has no one done that yet, either? No. Okay. You can dig us. You can vote for us on Podcast Alley. You can pimp us all over the internet. Tell your friends. Make Tell your them enemies. Uh, make them listen. Yeah. Uh, just put it on in the background. If you work in an office, play it over the speakers. Make people listen. And then shout your demands from the bell tower. Yep, uh, and just generally grow our army, Please. which has doubled in size since that. We have two? Yeah. Bloody hell. But since that time where I, I cheekily told you it's in double figures and the first figure isn't a one. You lied. No, 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 I was telling okay. the truth, and okay. it's doubled from that, so... Uh, so... It's lots. But for a website-free, marketing-free, publicity-free podcast, we, we've got quite a few listeners now. So it's over a thousand, then? No. Uh, The number of digits hasn't doubled. uh, The overall number has. Because say it was 20, it's now 40, for example. Right, was it 20? No, it was more than that. Over 29? No. So it's in the 20s, and now it's sort of in in the 50s. Which, you know, considering we've been going four weeks and done no publicity whatsoever, that's pretty good numbers. Is that individual people listening? Yeah, that's individual people. Mm. Well... More to the point, that's unique IP addresses, and we've actually had ah. more downloads than we've had unique IP addresses. So this could be one person downloading us ten times, yeah. or it could be, say, a university, say, where Josh is, uh, say, a terminal, people in the halls of residence or in a shared house, okay. each downloading it individually. So it's hard to say our exact number. I yes. think we're done. We I are. think on that note, we should really be done. Hooray for Golden X. Hooray uh, for Golden X. Hooray Doom for Doom. And this is the time when you want to go out and get us an audience, because Doom is a selling point. People love Doom. People do love Doom. Can you think of anyone who doesn't love Doom? Probably Phil, but then he doesn't like Godfather. That's true. Uh, I'm trying to think of anyone in my life who has ever expressed to me the sentiment that they do not like Doom, and no. Oh. Mind you, I've never asked KJ her opinion. Ah. So, um, maybe. Maybe she doesn't M- like Maybe. Okay. Now, we're not talking about Doom the movie. A lot of people don't oh, like that. Oh, dear. And we're not talking about Doom Speaking 3. Speaking of The Rock. Because a lot of people don't like that. Really? Yeah, I don't like it. Okay, <laughs> for a, for a start, yeah, I I just don't think it's a Doom game. Ah, uh, see, I don't like it because it it it's frigging difficult. <laughs> That's my major problem with it. But we shall get into that argument yes. next time. But until then, I am Simon, and I am Gilius Thunderhead. Apparently, still no, I'm Jack. Okay, you can be Jack again. I'll be Jack again. And, and this is World take One. His beard off. Yeah, and this is World One Stage One, a retro video game podcast. Bye bye, y'all. Hey.